You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Gulliver. And we are here for a very special reason today. It's one of our patrons' birthdays. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't you introduce it there? Is it me? Is it Dawn? Is it it Dawn's birthday? It is. It is. Oh, my God. What a special day. This is my real voice, everyone. I hate to tell you that. I never explored that. I never expressed that on the podcast before. Um, no. Hi, I'm Dawn. We're here for my birthday. So you, so we were just discussing this, and I completely just like fucked up the whole thing. Uh, I'm supposed. <laughs> no, to, no <laughs> I'm supposed to explain what the birthday movie is, aren't I? Yes. What did you pick for us I, to watch? I picked something extremely absurd. Um. A little movie called Hell Baby mm. from from the makers of Herbie Fully Loaded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why did I pick why did I pick this movie? Because I wanted because Mike doesn't do enough horror comedies on here. And I yeah. really wanted a horror comedy is really what it was. Um, and as always, it's a very tough decision for me for my birthday picks. You know that with the exception mm-hmm. of Slither. Slither. I was like, boom, that's it. There's no other thing. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year it took forever. And this year I was planning ahead. I was like, no, we're <laughs> going to plan this ahead. Ahead of time. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm trying to, like, I started back in October. This is when I started trying to use <laughs> my fucking movie. So back in October, I had an, I had an idea uh, for what movie I wanted to pick. And, yeah, I knew it was going to be a comedy. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. I just had a jump scare of my cat jumping up on my lap. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Well, considering all the jump scares in this movie, that's appropriate. Right? Everybody gets started. Well, only one person gets started. Yeah, Jack just keeps getting startled. He just keeps getting startled. But um, so I started back then, and in October, I decided I'm going to just go through like Tubi and all that and go, let me watch all these horror comedies I have not watched in a long time. And and Hell Baby showed up on the list, and I was like, damn, I have not watched Hell Baby in about five years, so let me watch this again. And I went, yeah, I think I think this is going to be it. <laughs> but I had other I had other ones, you know, here and there. And then last month, a little movie showed up on HBO Max, and it is a movie that I wanted to cover forever. And all I knew is that whatever movie I picked, we were having a 100% Guarantee Paul Shear was going to be in it uh, because the other movie was Pian- Piranha 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Just knew Paul Shear was going to be whatever movie I picked, and I watched, I rewatched both, and I went, "Yeah, no, we gotta, we gotta go with Hell Baby because there is no way Hell Baby was ever going to show up on one of your lists." <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, granted, I, I've been, I've been considering doing a horror comedy month for a long time, but like I said at the start of this, before, before we started recording. Um, it is difficult to cover uh, comedy horror only because we've seen again and again and again with this when we do cover them. 
that we all want to talk about every single joke. So the episode ends up kind of getting unwieldy and it's like, it's fun. But at the same time, it's like, oh crap, we got a time crunch. So we always have a time crunch, unfortunately, a little behind the scenes folks. Uh, We all have very odd working schedules. So (laughs) there's always a time crunch. Now I'm not saying this is like the best movie in the world. I just think it's fucking absurd. And I really just wanted to cover a movie with a bunch of people that I fucking, I fucking love for years. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like none that, of these people show up in horror movies. Let's just fucking watch this thing. We gotta watch this thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, most of these, most of these folks, other than uh, was it Ricky Lindholm? Um, yeah. Other than her, like Buffalo native Ricky Lindholm. <laughs> true. Yeah. But she she shows up in in quite a few horror movies. Um, and then uh, every every once in a blue moon we get um, uh, Keegan Michael Key. So you know he was in the Predator. So we we do oh. get him popping up in horror um but yeah for the most part none of these these guys are all these guys are the adult swim folks like yes the the live action adult swim stuff yeah they're all over that so but yeah as you said it's a hell baby from 2013 it's an hour and 38 minutes uh i'm probably gonna butcher names because i always do that but i will correct you on all of them all right well (laughs) was it robert ben garant yes garant i'm sorry garant robert ben garant and thomas lennon Yes. Uh, they're the directors. Uh, we would know them both from Reno 911, Balls of Fury, Three Way, and uh, that's about it as far as their um, directing abilities. But they are also the people behind Herbie Fully Loaded. <laughs> right. They, they both write a lot and they both act a lot. But as far as directing goes, yeah. there's not a ton. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll go around the table real quick and see what everyone thinks. Like, Obviously, Don, you chose this. I'm assuming that you you like this movie quite a bit. I do like this movie. I do like, I mean, it's like I said, it's not the greatest thing in the world. It's fucking stupid as hell. It's, oh, yeah, but it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. Um, and actually, real quick, when you chose video games, there was there was 30 seconds, another, another pick popped in, and I actually rewatched it the other day going... I may may just change, and then I rewatch it. I went, no, I can't change it. Um, so to mention it in two episodes in a row, virtuosity almost was the choice. Uh, so... <laughs> Thank God it was not. Because <laughs> I don't even very, know if I would. Very close. I don't even know if I would classify that as horror. Like it's it, it's got a it's got a pinky toe in the pool. <laughs> it's it like does. it's it's thriller esque. <laughs> <laughs> but. It, it falls under video games. All right, come on. It falls true, under true, video games. True, true. But remember, games. it always... Ah, but the full thing is video game horror. <laughs> but it falls under video games. <laughs> yeah, but so does The Wizard, and we ain't covering that. <laughs> that. That also was an idea for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's more of Raised by Rentals territory. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I, I do. I, I, I very much like... I... I actually remember when this came out because I was living in a little town on the other side of the country uh, when I think when this came out and I had actually met Tom Lennon just before this. came. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I I actually did tell him I was very excited about, you know, waiting to see this movie. Um, So, yeah. So and and a Bob's big boy in Burbank. He was sitting in my (laughs) seat uh, is where I met Tom Lennon. that's kind of if amazing. We, if we really want to go around about the people I've met in this movie, I've met Paul Shear too. All right. He's cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've met Rob Corddry's brother. He's cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've met anybody else. Like, oh, no. I've met 
Michael Ian Black too. All right, but yeah, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's uh, you know, I I I enjoy it because it's so fucking stupid. It really is so fucking like you you're in it. Go, oh, god damn it, this is so stupid, and then something stupidly funny happens. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like oh fuck, it's like <laughs> like that's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> that that this is very true. This is one of those movies where. About every five minutes, there's some kind of ridiculous over-the-top joke. Yeah. So, but uh, Maurice, what what are your thoughts on this? Is this your as a first-time watch for you? <clears throat> no, I've seen it before. I think I saw it when it first came out. Um, I like it. It's fun. It's it's outrageous. It's, uh, <laughs> I guess it's a horror film. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that was my feeling on it, too. I was like, I guess it's a horror, but no, we're going to fucking oh. cover it. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, to me, it's more of a comedy than horror, but right. uh, there's some uh, horror aspects in it. I, I enjoy it, though. The acting is, uh, can I say under the top? Or under the top? <laughs> under the top? Yeah. <laughs> really? Because uh, I already watched our next movie that we're covering, <laughs> and there is some like bad acting in that one now that I've rewatched it. <laughs> Oh, this is better. I was gonna say, is that the film we're covering next week? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. say it yet. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> I, I have to agree with you already on that because, <laughs> because yes, I rewatched it as well, and I'm like, oh, this doesn't hold up as good as no, I thought it did. That doesn't. Oh, I, I forgot what movie it is. We'll talk off the air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I like. Uh, I, I think. I, I think his name is Rob Cordry. Cordry. Yeah, Cordry. Rob Cordry. Yeah. Gordry. I, I like him. Um, yeah, he's always good. Ricky Lindholm is good. I I think I first saw her, and she was in the remake of Last House of the Left. Yep. <clears throat> um, but she's she's always in something good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the acting. I mean, for for what it was, it was it wasn't bad. It was the the worst acting I've seen. It's it's definitely comedic. So. Uh, you take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, the music was great. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I was going to say, wait. I'm kidding. Because <laughs> that's usually weird, my go-to. The weird was, New Orleans score? Right, yeah. I was, sitting, I was sitting here going, is there like Pantera playing in the background somewhere? Because that would make <laughs> sense, but I don't know. <laughs> no. That's usually my go-to, and I, I I can't even use it this time. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did not pick a movie that had a great soundtrack for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the girl's name. Well, Leslie Bibb. Yeah. She's all right. She's, isn't she more of a model than an actress? No, she's she's in quite a few movies. Um, you already it, covered a movie with her yeah, on Yeah, we, we covered one of them. And she's in quite a bit of Marvel stuff, too. She's in Iron Man 1 and 2. She's well, in the, she's the What If series. She's a reporter. Yeah, but I mean, she pops uh, I mean, up. She, uh, she's Leslie Bibb, and she's married to the president. Oh no, I don't know if they're she's, she's actually married. She sleeps, Sam with, she sleeps with Tony Stark. <laughs> I don't know if that's really a, a big role. Well, let's put it this way: she is in the Babysitter, which we will cover one day. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Not that this isn't. No, it's very funny, uh, entertaining. Uh, if you want something to watch, that you know, you're going to get a good laugh. Not take it seriously. Uh, this is definitely a good movie to watch. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I saw this uh, soon after it came out. It was a couple years after it came out, um, and I remember it was leading into uh, when we, we had a we had a Blamo show coming up. So it was like I was doing a lot of artwork and just watching a ton of movies while I was painting. 
And I, I, this came up on my, uh, I think it was on Amazon, like just on my suggested watch. And I'm like, hell, baby, what the hell is that? <laughs> Looked at it. And I'm like, OK, I like the cast. I'm like, yeah, what the hell? I'll, I'll rent it. I laughed my ass off. This was one of those movies that I meant to put on as a background movie. And I kept distracting myself and watching the film. Um, <laughs> so I really liked it my first watch. And uh, it's been several years, uh, much like Dawn. It's been, a, it's been quite a few years for me. Yeah, but, I probably haven't watched it since I first yeah. watched it. And and that's the thing. It's not because I didn't like it. It's just kind of like, it. I hate to say that it's kind of forgettable, but in a way it is kind of forgettable where it's like, there's not one, like, there's no one thing that really jumps out. It's like, oh, remember that one scene? It's like a collection of really funny gags. But yeah. nothing come really. On, come on, I come on. Every scene with Mrs. Newsbaum is, is amazing. <laughs> Right. Like, I'll be honest. She's one of the few things I remember. <laughs> I went back to this. I'm like, wait, isn't there a naked old lady in this? Okay. Yeah, there is. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, well, that and of course, the the ridiculously awkward shower sequence. Yes. With Rob Corgi <laughs> and Ricky Lido. That is funny every fucking time. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this film. It, it, it's definitely one I would recommend to people who like uh, like over the top comedies, ridiculous horror comedies. Um, this this is definitely this is one that if we do do a month of horror comedies and we hadn't covered this, I would have probably put this on the vote of six. So we'll we'll uh, we we can now cross this off our list. There you go. I'm still waiting for that month of horror comedies because yeah. I'll be here every damn episode, people. Well, just I, so you know, I can tell you right now when that happens, I'm sure both the Burbs and Ghostbusters will be on the voting block. So <laughs> those have been two of our most requested. So yeah, um, the Burbs I could see. Burbs I could. I'll get behind. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I like Ghostbusters, but yeah. I, well, I yeah. Issue, I have my issues with the Ghostbusters fans now. So well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's there's definitely issues with any large fandom, unfortunately. Um, and, and yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely not safe from the jackasses, but, um, but yeah, no, the movies I love. So, and then, and I include all of them in that, but anyway, um, I still have not watched the last one. I still have not watched the last one. Yeah. I really liked that one. I thought it was really good, but again, I, I liked the, the 2016 one. My only beef with the 2016 one is the name. I hate, hate, hate when it's like. A movie is not quite a remake, but it's kind of like a movie reboot. But we're going to call it the same name as the original name. And then you have to constantly, you know, add in the year it came out. So like Halloween, you know, the sequel to Halloween, but it was the 2018 Halloween or the thing, which is the prequel to the thing, which was the 2011 thing. Like, I hate that naming convention so damn much. (laughs) It's like, just add Add a subtitle. Ghostbusters blank. Like, put something under it, damn it. I hate my, that. My only issue was that with that one is the director's cut. <laughs> I haven't like, seen sometimes, the director's cut. The director's cut. Okay, you know how it's very obvious there's a dance sequence at the end of the, near the end of the movie? Yes. Yeah, they put that dance sequence in. <laughs> but there's other stuff they put in there, and it's just like, you're ruining it with this. Like, to, gotcha. please, please don't. Like you're ruining it. They change some of the jokes and it's like, mm. yeah, it's like normally I'm all for a director's cut, but like this was the one, like I watched it and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> please. So, some... And I know it's the one like everybody now watches like, cause it's the one that's always on television. It's like, please, no, you're hurting it. You're hurting it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And that's the thing. I mean, sometimes the director cut ain't that great. I mean, and, and, and maybe I'll get some flack for this, but the special edition Star Wars versus the original Star Wars. <laughs> I'm more of a fan of the OG there. But, you know, sometimes the director can get a little overindulgent in their changes. Here, here, here's my feeling on anybody arguing over any kind of Star Wars. Not, 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 not you in general. But mm. you're damn lucky you even got more Star Wars. All right, people? So oh. shut the fuck up about prequels. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not talking about prequels. I'm talking about specials. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but that's like my feeling when people are talking about the sequels. You're fucking lucky you even got more. Yeah. <laughs> that's my feeling on it. You could have had three. That'd be it. You would have had no fucking baby Yoda. You would have had no, <laughs> no young Leia. No, no. Yeah, I can't even think of anything else. I was trying to think of the other ones. No K K two S O. None of that. You would have had none of them. No, no Andor whatsoever. Nothing. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's well, get into the movie. That's good. Let's get into the <laughs> cast here. Now there are there are so many people in here. And like I said, I'll 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 correct you if you say any of them wrong. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't put everybody on the list just because there are too many and it would take us too long. So I just just grabbed the main players. Um, so we have uh, Jack played by Rob Corddry. We would know him from The Daily Show, The Hot Tub Time Machine movies, Warm Bodies, Children's Hospital, uh, Blades of Glory. Like he's he's in a lot of great comedies. Um, Vanessa played by Leslie Bibb, who we saw already on here in Trick or Treat. Uh, she's also in Iron Man 1 and 2, Movie 43, The Babysitter, and Marvel's What If. Um, Fresnel, played by, I, I love, there's a joke with him, <laughs> but I fucking love. Um, Fresnel, played by Keegan-Michael Key. We know from Reno 911, Key and Peel, the Lego movie, uh, the Hotel Transylvania movies, Keanu, and The Predator. Then we have Father Sebastian, played by Robert Ben, would you say it was Garant? Garant. 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 Robert Ben Garant. Uh, we know from the state, Reno 911 does a bunch of voices in Bob's Burgers and a crapload of other Adult Swim animated stuff. Um, Father Padrigo, played by Thomas Lennon. He was in the state, Memento, Reno 911, Bob's Burgers, uh, most recently Weird, the Al Yankovic story. And again, most of the, like, just remember, all of these guys are pretty much in live action Adult Swim and a lot of the, they do a lot of voices on the cartoon. So if you can think of an Adult Swim cartoon or live action show from like, I would say between 2005 to about 2018, chances are they're involved. Um, Dr. Marshall, played by Michael Ian Black, who we would know from the state. Uh, the Bogus Witch Project, Wet Hot American Summer, Stella, and Reno 911. And then Mickey, played by Rob, is it Hubble? Hubble. Rob Hubble. Uh, Human Giant, Reno 911, The Office, Axe Cop, The League, uh, Children's Hospital, Big Mouth, Baywatch, Bob's Burgers, this guy's all over the place. Then Ron. And, and can I just say this real quick? There's yeah. three people I follow on Instagram who during COVID went gray overnight. Hubel is one of those three. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's being James Gunn and Johnny Knoxville. All right. They yep. just went gray, completely gray overnight. So <laughs> I think I, I th that's why I just want to bring up. <laughs> COVID changed a man. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't get out and buy their hair dye. This is true. <laughs> then we have uh, Ron, played by Paul Shear, who we would know from Human Giant, Reno 911, The League, Piranha 3D, and 3DD. Uh, then he did voices in Bob's Burgers, Adventure Time, and Big Mouth. Uh, last but not least, we have uh, Marjorie, played by Ricky Lindholm. She was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Pulse, The Last House on the Left, Supernatural, The Lego Batman Movie, The Wolf of Snow Hollow, and most recently, Wednesday. 
and it's from Buffalo. So it's yes, just, yes. And let's not let's let us oh. not forget uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Yes, because and her birthday was actually uh, the other day too. So happy birthday to her! Oh no, shit! Did <laughs> yeah. not know that. Because <laughs> uh, her my introduction to her was Garfunkel and Oates. Because Me my too. God, those songs are ridiculously funny. Like <laughs> the, the videos are even better. But for the longest time, I had a playlist of just their songs. They're so damn funny. But. Anyway, uh, so the plot of this movie is an expectant couple uh, expectant couple moves into a haunted house in New Orleans. Um, and basically, uh, you know, they're going to have a demon baby. So <laughs> I mean, it's a, a very simple plot, guys. I yeah, don't know I, why, mean, I don't know why we can't wrap our head around this. <laughs> it's 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 that's the whole movie. It's all about them about to have a demon baby. <laughs> So we open with a rundown neighborhood filled with abandoned houses as the opening credits roll. Which probably all cost more than I can even afford. What, the opening credits? <laughs> no, those those rundown houses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they even say that they paid 320000 for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I can't afford that. Yeah, nope, can't afford that. <laughs> um, and, I mean, that was in 2013, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah now that would be a hell of a lot more. <laughs> But we eventually focus on one of the large houses standing in front, uh, and standing out in front, we meet our main characters, Jack and Vanessa. They smile and call it home. Vanessa is very much pregnant with twins, and I love this. Jack goes to pick her up to carry her across the threshold, and she tells him to put her down as she just peed a little bit. He's like, ew! And he puts her down and gives her some newspaper to wipe herself <laughs> off with. First of all, why are you trying to carry her upstairs? You're very pregnant right up the stairs. At least let both of you get up there, then carry her. Right. <laughs> but I love it. I love his reaction. But she's like, no, 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 put me down. I peed. And he goes, ew. And then just throws newspaper at so her. So gross. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, the neighbors are just kind of watching them. I love but... these two neighbors, and I wish there was more, because they're just sitting there. Like, yes. They're not moving. No they're expression. Just like, they're like, fuck, white people. <laughs> right. Well, and and uh, Fresnel makes the comment at the end of the movie. He's like, yeah. it all started when white people moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> but we find out that they lowballed the cellar for the house and they plan to fix it up and flip it. So Jack carries Vanessa up the front steps and we pan to the upstairs window where we see a spoopy naked old lady standing in the window. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Which is that shot that always looks fake to me. Like they do this in movies all the oh, time. Yeah. It just It just looks fake. And this is the thing, this is clearly playing on stuff like The Omen, Rosemary's Baby, like, it has those, The Exorcist, all of those tropes are in this movie. And, like, every one of those types of movies has, like, the the creepy person watching or, like, the possessed person watching. It, there's always something like that. So, but that night they're talking about fixing up the place, and Jack is working on an old lamp that keeps shocking him. This will be important <laughs> later. <laughs> <clears throat> but Vanessa asks him to paint over the Miss 13 on the porch, and he corrects her saying, MS-13, Mara Selvatruca, one of the deadliest gangs in the world. He's like, oh, it's so cute that you think that. <laughs> she gets nervous, and she's like, um, so our house is tagged by one of the most dangerous gangs in the world. And he's like, it's like Banksy. You know how much you love him, <laughs> except with knives and face tattoos. <laughs> I fucking lost it at that. So I would want to keep that on there. I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> that seems like something you don't paint Just over. Keep, keep that to the last moment. You know, until you flip it. Keep it. 
<laughs> she admits how scared she is, thinking they made a huge mistake, citing that no one even knows about this neighborhood. To which Jack corrects her, saying, white people don't know about this neighborhood, and reminds her <laughs> that the whole area is on the upswing. Said by the one whitest person, like the very whitest person in the movie. <laughs> I think him and Paul Shear are kind of like, they're mm-hmm. neck and neck for that role. <laughs> but he tells her there is nothing to be afraid of, and just then we see a man pressed against their window watching them. <laughs> <laughs> He opens the window and climbs into the house, introducing himself as Fresnel. This is the joke that I fucking love. He's like, spelled just how it sounds. <laughs> and then his wife goes, yeah, F apostrophe R-E-S-N-E-L. Yeah, that's and, how it's spelled. And Jack is just left like, what? I, my God, like, I forgot about that joke. So I had to pause the movie because I was cackling so damn hard. Please tell me me you were at work when you were watching this. I I was. I I knew it. But see, the reason that that cracks me up, and Maurice, I know you've heard these stories so many times, but I have had people do this where they will ask me for a name, and and it'll be like, like, Bob, blah, blah, blah. There'll be like some long fucking name, like, you know, anti-disestablishment and terrorism, something like really super long. And I'm like, how do you spell that? They're like, B-O-B. And it's (laughs) like, yeah, no. Or they'll be (laughs) like, my favorite one that I always tell, somebody asked me, I'm not, I'm not going to say the last name, but they asked me for someone with the first name of Mike. I looked in the computer, saw nobody with the first name of Mike that matched this last name. And I'm like, how do you spell it? They spelled the last name several times. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I don't have anyone with the first name of Mike. And they're like, well, are you spelling Mike correctly? And I went, M-I-K-E. And they're like, no, it's M-I-Q-U-E. I was going to say, yeah, I've seen that spelling. And I'm like, motherfucker, that's McQuay. That is not Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it pissed me off so bad. So that that joke really landed with me. (laughs) But Fresnel knows an awful lot about them. Not only saying, like, where he gives them their jobs and their history. (laughs) And they're like, oh, wow, you, you know a lot about us. And he goes, oh, you can't just move into the, the Maison de Song without raising a few eyebrows. And at first they think it's kind of quaint that their new house has a nickname. Until he tells them what it means, House of Blood. He goes on to tell them the other names, such as Place Where the Dead Never Rest and House of the Lost. And some people just call it that spooky old house down the way. I, I think that's their beautiful names. They're so beautiful. <laughs> exactly. You know, especially House of the Lost. I mean, right? it's, it's, it's pretty <laughs> But he assures them that there haven't been any murders there for no, a really long no, time. No, 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 murders. He says murders. Murders, yeah. Because <laughs> he's got that accent. He says, no, there's been no murders in this house. <laughs> it's like the dog poop. <laughs> yeah, dog poop. But he goes, he's like, oh, not least in this calendar year. Because <laughs> he goes, he goes, oh, it sounds like there's been no murders for years. And he goes, oh, did I say that? Because if I did, I misspoke. I, I meant, like, not in this calendar year. <laughs> And she goes, like, since January? He goes, like, like, like two months in a week. <laughs> and then he goes, but the house has really good bones. And she goes, you mean structurally, right? Not like the house has bones hidden somewhere inside. And he goes, sure, let's say that's what I meant. <laughs> but Fresnel excuses himself and leaves through the window. He goes to close it behind the, behind himself, telling him the window sticks from the inside, but opens really easy from the outside, allowing access to the house anytime, day or night. <laughs> he then tells him good night and takes off. 
the two comment on how they need to get a lock for the window, and when they turn around, all of their moving boxes are stacked into a single column all the way to the ceiling. And I love how Jack just goes, what the fuck? And we what smash the, cut the to fuck? the Vatican City. One of those boxes says airbags. Like, why do they have a box full of airbags? I didn't even notice that. I didn't. But I love that. Like, I'm a big fan of, like, the quick cut in a movie where somebody says a line and immediately on the heels of them finishing the line, this, we cut to a, a random times In this one. It does, but that's the one that stood out to me, where he's like, what the fuck? Boom, Vatican City. <laughs> but we meet Father Sebastian and Padrigo who are smoking while working a punching bag. <laughs> These two crack I mean, me up. Italian. At... I mean, come on. Right. But we see them talking to the Cardinal about a murder of another, another priest involving being stabbed with an umbrella. And I love it. His name was Father Innocente. Oh. <laughs> and they go on in great detail about how he was stabbed. And it was not a pointy umbrella either. And then they oh. opened it, and it was like the frilly, the frilly neck dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Oh. And yeah, he goes, I believe they call it Schwag. Schwag. <laughs> oh my god. Like, and the whole time. It was, the- like, it was like one of these umbrellas you would get from like a radio station. You know, Schwag. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, what is it, the, the Loco Luchador or something? Yes. Like oh my god, I forgot what the actual name of it. The, yeah, there's an the actual name of what they call the Luchador, but it's something Luchador. He's like, he is a, like a luchador of crazy good times. Oh, the locador. The locador. The locador, that's what yes. it was. Yeah. The crazy good times. <laughs> oh, my God. The whole time the Cardinals being like, yes, you did not have to go into such detail of the stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells them that he has another job for them and shows them a file, telling them to start straight away. Cut back to Jack and Vanessa. Vanessa's in the shower while Jack is brushing his teeth and the two are chatting about the house's history and the murders that took place there. Jack is trying to rationalize the odds of another murder happening in that house, considering there's already been several, meaning the odds are now less likely. While he's talking to Vanessa, you know, her, her, like while he's talking to her, her head keeps popping out of the shower and the mirror to answer him. Now, there's this one thing that cracked me the fuck up where he's like, I mean... You know, if if you if uh, if somebody won the the lottery jackpot, you wouldn't go and buy your lotto tickets from the same Seven Eleven that had the the winning lottery ticket, right? And she goes, "No, that would be lunacy." And he, he's like, "Exactly." It's like lightning doesn't strike twice. But he goes, when he says the lottery ticket thing, he goes, "I mean, I know we wouldn't because <laughs> what do you say? Because we're snobs." Yes. <laughs> By the way, lightning strikes twice all the time, bitches. This is true. <laughs> it's called a lightning rod for a reason. <laughs> this is very true. But then one of the times when he, he like kind of bends out of frame to spit his toothpaste in the sink, we see the creepy naked old lady standing in the shower, wagging her tongue at him. Oh. So mm. he stands she, back she's up. She's a nice lady. Oh yeah. Mrs. Newsbomb's great. She's just uh, trying to keep an eye on him. He, he guessed Vanessa. He's like, are you coming to bed? And she doesn't answer. So he slowly approaches the shower, pulls the curtain back to see and, it's completely empty with the water running. So where did Vanessa go? Dun, dun, dun. So the next day we see Vanessa scrubbing something in the sink while her phone rings and she just mindlessly stares at nothing. We pan down to see she's scrubbing her fingers bloody with a hard brush. She then looks at her bloody fingers and sucks on them, seemingly still in a daze. She sees that she has a voicemail and clicks it. And it's her doctor telling her 
that he's looked at her ultrasound and he's horrified. And like he goes, not just as a doctor, but as a person, you need to call me immediately. <laughs> and then she hisses at the phone and deletes the message and then goes on to drink a full glass of wine. See, that phone does date this movie, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a very old iPhone. I was say, although I, I have definitely had a similar reaction to voicemails I didn't want to listen to, you know, where it's just like, yeah. ah, delete and drink. <laughs> so, you know. You hissed at it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it wakes me up. I'm like, ah. <laughs> but she looks out the window and we see a big ass Rottweiler staring back at her. She smiles at us. So it's, it's the it's the Damien devil dog. Like, she cheers could... him. Like she lifts her wine glass. She toasts him. She does. Yep. <laughs> That, that night, Vanessa brings Jack a drink and reminds him that her sister is coming to bless the house. Something Jack is none too keen on, but Vanessa makes him promise to be nice. He goes to sip the drink and spits it out, asking her what it was. And she goes, it's nothing but iced tea. He then lights it on fire. <laughs> it's pure paint thinner. And he's like, you could have killed me. She goes, oops, pregnant mommy brain. He goes, are you feeling all right? She goes, I've never felt better. And she goes off to bed. And Jack turns, and we get a Fresnel jump scare. <laughs> He's just sitting on the couch. <laughs> and I, I love it. Every time Fresnel scares him, they both do the, oh, whoo, oh, <laughs> slowly calm down. <laughs> and, of course, Fresnel's always like, oh, I gave you a fright. <laughs> oh, my God. But... Fernell explains that he just woke up in the crawl space and was trying to tiptoe to the bathroom without being seen, but clearly to no avail. He then sees himself out. I like how Jack is like, wait, did you say you were sleeping in my crawl space? He goes, like, yes, sir. Yes, I was. <laughs> then he quotes Shakespeare and just leaves. Right. <laughs> He's like, color me impress. And then just gets up and leaves. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So Jack goes down into the crawl space to poke around. It's a basement. It's a, it, that's, no, that's no crawl space. That's a basement. <clears throat> that's what I thought, except they, they call it a crawl space two more times. Yeah, I know. yeah it's, it's definitely not a crawl space. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, wait, they're in New Orleans, so technically, don't houses not have a basement in certain areas of New Orleans? I think some of them are raised up. Yeah, so kind of that wouldn't be a basement. That would be a crawl space. No. It's a basement. No, a, ba a, ba a basement. A basement. He that basement was bigger than mine. That basement. <laughs> true, true. But a basement has to be underground. So I'm just saying. It's, uh, it's, I, okay. I, I, think, I think that's one of those, uh, if you look at it, it's probably a screw up. Let's, <laughs> let's explain my house then. Because I have a raised ranch. Right. I consider it a basement, but it's not completely underground. Well, and that's that's the thing. My parents have a raised ranch as well. And. I always thought the same thing, but technically that's first floor. It's not, yeah. it's not as long as it's not fully submerged underground, it doesn't count as a basement. And if you look at this house, like they have to go up quite a few steps to get to the first floor. So the basement would probably be the level that those steps are in front of. It's or the, the, I know I, I, in <laughs> fact, I have in my notes basement. And then I crossed it out and was like crawl space. Cause they call it crawl space two more times, <laughs> but <laughs> regardless of where he is, he goes down and pokes around and finds a box of something that clearly shocks him. More on that later. He brings the box upstairs and hides it under the bed. Calls out to Vanessa and tells her he's going to take a nap. 
Slowly, someone crawls under the blankets from the end of the bed and starts blowing it. (laughs) Just goes right to town. And I love it because Jack's like, no, 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 honey. No, I'm so sweaty. No, don't. Oh, yeah. Do do what you did in Cancun. (laughs) (laughs) That cracks me up. So he starts to protest until it starts to hurt. Then he freaks out, yanks the covers back, and we find the creepy naked old lady from the window. <laughs> and it's and there's old lady Bush. There's old yeah. lady Bush. Yes. It's like, ah, old lady Bush. He, he freaks out and hits her in the head with a fire extinguisher. Vanessa comes running to find him holding a fire extinguisher, a dead naked old woman in their bed, and he has a boner. <laughs> Vanessa checks her pulse and says she's dead. Jack goes to call the cops, but Vanessa slaps it out of his hand, telling him no cops as she lights a cigarette. Jack (laughs) explains that he has to tell his side of the story. And she goes, "Okay, so what is your side of the story, Jack? He goes, well, uh, she tried to perform oral sex on me and then I bludgeoned her to death with a fire extinguisher. Holy shit. Oh, my God. It sounds like I mouth raped somebody's grandmother and then murdered her. (laughs) Again, I had to pause the movie because I was laughing too damn hard. I was like, his delivery of that was priceless. So Vanessa tells him he can't go to jail. They have twins on the way. Who sold the pregnant lady cigarettes, by the way? Right? <laughs> and it's not like she's a little pregnant. She's ready to pop. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But... So we cut to them trying to bury the old woman in the backyard while Vanessa watches and drinks. So she's just smoking and drinking. (laughs) And suddenly a demon dog shows up. Jack tries to warn Vanessa, but she pushes him aside and speaks speaks to the dog in a demonic growl. The dog turns and runs off. Jack freaks out wanting to know how the hell she speaks Bull Mastiff. And she corrects him saying it was a Rottweiler. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that, that makes sense. Jack tells Vanessa he wants her to see a psychiatrist. She asks him if that will make him feel better. And he tells her it will. And then she licks his face and says, okay. I was like, that, that's fucking creepy. I'm sorry. That's just creepy. That's <laughs> the whole thing about him wanting to call like 311 for power, you know, for the power lines in the ground. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, you know what? We can't. Smart. Here. We can't. Smart. Yeah. I mean, you got you you're supposed to do that, guys. You can't just bury a body in your backyard. You got to, you know, you've got a quote unquote crawl space. Just throw her down there for a few days. Right. While they're surveying <laughs> your land. It's fine. <laughs> Let it stink up the joint. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. No one's going to know you're in the murder house. <laughs> the, the murder. With there's there's no dog poop either. Yeah, no dog poop. <laughs> But smash cut to the psychiatrist's office where we get to see the doctor's dick in bike shorts. <laughs> see, though, clearly a Jewish doctor. <clears throat> it cracked me up, though, because he's standing there in his little bike shorts. And Vanessa just goes, look, honey, you can see his dick. <laughs> like you could you could tell he wanted to put that bike helmet in front. But he's like, no, fight it for the joke. Fight it right. for the joke. <laughs> But I, I love the way she delivers it because it's almost like, oh, look at the color of those drapes, honey. She's like, oh, look, honey, you can see his dick. <laughs> the delivery is so fucking funny. But Vanessa goes into the office to talk to the doctor as Jack gets a, con- a phone call from Fresnel. 
Fresnel tells him the cops are there and they want to talk to him about Mrs. Nussbaum. Uh, but Jack insists that he's done nothing wrong and to get rid of the cops. And I love Fresnel. He's like, now, see, that's funny that you would say that because that is something that a uh, someone or that is something that someone who did something wrong would say. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> it's something innocent people say, too. OK, Fresnel. <laughs> but he, he's not too bright. No. <laughs> I mean, nobody really in this movie is. I well, mean, no. I would say, I don't know. I think I think Fresnel is like quietly the smartest person <laughs> in the room. Because like he's got, he's got the street yeah. smart, street smarts. He knew mm-hmm. how to make pizza salad. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's come true. on. Now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But Vanessa comes out of the doctor's office laughing and thanking the doctor. She tells uh, she tells Jack, uh, tells Jack that the doctor said she's 100 percent fine and just stressed out about the babies and even wrote her a prescription for Valium. <laughs> She's in there two minutes! Two minutes! So Jack understandably finds this all very odd and wants to go talk to the doctor. So maybe he's not as dumb as we think. This is true. Well, I don't know. That remains to be seen, because he he clearly has no peripheral vision, as we've discussed in horror (laughs) movies. No, but he he was at least smart enough to be like, you were not in there long enough to get anything, let alone a prescription. (laughs) But he opens the door, and we see the doctor crucified to the wall with his guts hanging out. I do like the little touch of that his intestines are are uh, bounding his feet together. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a nice little touch. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, it's funny because that's not when we see it later, that's not the case. So No, I think it still is. They they're not they're not connected anymore, are they? I think so. Because there was a whole like there was a whole bunch hanging out the first time, and then the second time it looked like like one piece of intestine was hanging down. Maybe they fell out. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, he's, he was up there for a while. This know. is true. <laughs> this is very true. But um, as Jack opens the door to the office, Vanessa begins crying, saying, "You can't trust me, the mother of your unborn babies." Jack turns toward her, you know, like as the door's still open in his hand, <laughs> and he's not looking in there, seeing the crucified doctor. And he's like, no, 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 you're right. I, I trust you. I trust you. Just never notices him at all. And they, the two leave. So this is where act one ends. What are you guys thinking at this point? Do I really need to give my answer to that? I mean, you know. <laughs> we know I love it. <laughs> Why would I not pick it if I didn't love it? I don't know. We've picked, me and Maurice have picked some movies that we can't stand. <laughs> on purpose because we knew it would be good entertainment. <laughs> That's why I picked this, because I knew it would still be good entertainment. <laughs> I mean, nobody truly wanted to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4. Yes, you guys no. did. You no. did. No. You did. No. We, we knew it would make for good content, though. <laughs> oh, man. So, Reese, I'm, what do you... I, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's wacky, well, I, but fun. At this point, uh, I, I mean, I think Fresnel is probably my favorite character in the entire movie. But oh, at yeah. this at this point, he definitely is. The priests definitely give him a run for his money in the second act because they have some really funny scenes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I. It is by Ashton Kusher. <laughs> but Kuchner, Kusher, Kusher. Oh, I love his movies when he gets a, you know, he gets a married by accident, and oh, you you gotta be married. And you are sentenced to marriage. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, but, we're jumping way ahead, people. I'm sorry. That's Act Three. We are. We are. 
But, uh, well, technically, that's right at the tail end of Act 2. But, you know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so this this first act is fucking hilarious. At this point, I would definitely recommend this to anybody. So it, it's good times. But Act 2 picks up with Father Sebastian and Padrigo arriving in New Orleans. They go to a car rental place, and they're told they can't smoke indoors. So Father Padrigo headbutts the guy and continues smoking. By the way, who is the person who is playing Mrs. Newsbump? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same guy. He's just same guy. Just you don't know. In an old lady suit. <laughs> but while they discuss, uh, or while they're waiting, they discuss going to the French Quarter before they leave. <laughs> and I love it because... I'm sorry, I gotta pause. Or I gotta mute because I'm gonna laugh too hard. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't write down the whole thing, but I, I do like it because Father Rodrigo's like, is that where the girls show their boobies? <laughs> and Sebastian goes on about how it's this, you know, protected area of New Orleans with all steeped in rich history of the French and the Spanish. And he's going on and on. And he's like, but yes, this is where the college girls come and shake their new perky boobs for uh, trinkets. <laughs> and he goes, please, you had me at new perky boobs. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. But we cut to Jack and Vanessa at home once again. Jack is trying to fix the lamp, and it shocks him yet again. So there's the second time. That's the third time. <clears throat> is it the third time? I thought that was only part two. The, no, the second time is when he gets the lighter fluid. Oh, shit, I forgot. Okay, yeah, yeah. so this is the third time. Um, yeah, because they, they, it comes up again. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like this, it just keeps shocking him. Um, but Jack hears a dog growling outside. He comments that he doesn't like that thing hanging around. And says that he wants to get a gun because it's not safe there. And Vanessa tells him, smart Jack, move to the ghetto and bring in another gun. You should have your NPR tote bag taken away for comments like that. I, I laughed way too fucking hard. And then I love how Fresnel just shows up behind them wearing nothing but a towel. And he's like, hey, y'all. And they're like, good morning, Fresnel. <laughs> Suddenly there's a knock at the door and it's the cops. This is uh, Ron and Mickey. Uh, with some questions about Mrs. Newsbaum. There's this whole ridiculous back and forth. I didn't write it down because, again, we'd be here all day. But they're just, they're calling him different, like, smart guy names over and over. And then eventually the one calls him Casanova. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. Am I Casanova now? Because up until that point, it was all smart guy names. And that's more like lover boy. And then the cop gets all nervous. He's like, yeah, I don't know why I said that. You should have said Stephen Hawking. Yes. <laughs> So they make it sound like they think he's guilty of doing something to Mrs. Nussbaum, and they make him come come out front to, to talk to him. So we see the now dug up Mrs. Nussbaum uh, on a gurney covered by a sheet. But surprise, she jumps up very much alive. And the cop... uh, more old lady Bush. More old lady Bush. <laughs> and like she had sores on her tits. I was like, oh, God. So gross. <laughs> But the cops laugh, saying that she wanted to thank Jack because she got lost while sleepwalking and he found her, put her down for a nap, and now she feels fine. And she's like, I feel fine. <laughs> she reminded why, me of... Why are they all okay with her being naked, too? Right. <laughs> but I loved her voice because she reminded me of... Uh, if you guys remember Homestar Runner, she reminded me of Strong Bad doing the Teen Girl Squad voices. <laughs> she was like, I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> they go to, go on to explain that she lives in the nursing home down the block and escapes all the time. And then 
they go, oh, it looks like she wants to give you a hug, Jack. He's like, I, I don't want to hug her. They're like, it's our job to enforce that hug. He's like, you legally can't do that. <laughs> so they make him hug her, and she starts molesting him. And I love it because she's grabbing his ass. He goes, she's got a finger in my ass. Oh, my God, it hurts so bad. <laughs> she's piercing my ass. <laughs> <laughs> They then tase her and drop her. <laughs> and they're like, he goes, ah, don't worry about her. City turned the power down on these things a while ago. You can't kill anybody. And then they start tasing each other. <laughs> it's like, damn it, Rod, I've got fillings. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack and Vanessa are like, are we good? He's like, oh, yeah, you can go inside. And as they walk away, the one guy goes, huh, still doesn't know why she's, uh, <laughs> why the old lady was dazed and covered in dirt. But fuck it, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That night, Jack and Vanessa are drinking and laughing about how crazy the whole situation is. Vanessa tells them they need to kill the cops because they know too much. <laughs> Jack looks at her and laughs. It's like, I'm not sure if you're joking or not. She smiles and goes, I'm fine. And continues drinking. He goes, that's that's not what I asked. <laughs> and then he's like, can you tone it down a little on the drinking? You know, everything in moderation. And she's like, okay, fine, Jack, you win. No more drinking. And he goes, I'm going to go wash all the smell of old lady vagina off me. <laughs> and he walks out of the room. As he leaves, she lights a smoke and pours herself a tall glass of paint thinner. Mm-mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's tasty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll clean you right out. But we got to the same bumbling cops from before, at, now at the crime scene in the psychiatrist's office. So they're taking photos of the crucified doctor. Uh, Fathers Pedrigo and Sebastian show up, and we get this great scene where they, they're like, peace be with you. Oh, peace be with you. Peace be with you. And they're like, it's like a solid minute of them just saying, peace be with you, and like shaking each other's hands. And so they look around, they say a prayer over the corpse of the doctor, and the cops ask if they got any readings off of him. And they go, that's, that's not us. We don't get the readings. That, that's the ghost hunters. <laughs> And they confirmed that it was indeed the work of the devil. And I love Father Pedrigo. He goes, people think the devil is uh, made up, but uh, I can assure you he's real. And he's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Having a priest say the devil is a dick just cracked me up. You know, rules at the Vatican must be completely different from other Catholic churches. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) But... The cops that ask the priest if they've ever had a Domelis's po'boe. And we get a two-minute sequence of them <laughs> eating, grunting, burping, and farting. Look, I don't know about you. I didn't I this movie totally needed a two-minute long orgasmic eating of 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 a po'boy. Because you know what? I fucking want a po'boy now. Oh, dude, I, I was gonna say, I I wanted one. After after this movie was done, I wanted one so bad. I was like, shit. It's like, I, I want did... a po' boy, and I want the Zepp's voodoo chips. All right? yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how the movie just stops cold, and they're like, oh, yeah. Blah, blah. You know, just, it's, it's great. We also get the priest's backstories here. We find out that Padrigo uh, was a bullfighter who got gored by a bull, and after surviving, he turned to the priesthood. Meanwhile, Sebastian was one of those living statue guys and ended up getting shot 19 times. <laughs> he's, a, he's a record still in Italy. It is a record. He goes, I don't know if they thought I was an actual statue or if they just were trying to shoot me, but uh, 19 times is a record. <laughs> 
but he he then was taken to the hospital where the doctor was not in. So the sisters, the the nuns that worked there, had to suck the bullets out of his wounds with their mouths. Let me tell you, as an Italian woman, I can vouch that this is how it's done in Italy when they when when <laughs> someone gets shot. That's that's how it's done. <laughs> oh my god! But. I love it because it was like the stereotypical, like big boobed nuns, <laughs> like the fantasy porn nun. And he's just laying there smoking while they're sucking bullets out of him. No, but no, the, the best part is when the cop goes, Could you describe that for just one more minute? <laughs> and we go back. <laughs> and he's like, It was at that time that I gave my life to God. And the cops are like, Oh, so you bet you want our backstory. It's like, <laughs> they start to talk, and he goes, no, 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 we get it. And he's like, well, I mean, we didn't tell you our backstory. Like, no, 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 we get it. We get it. You know, the one cup of good, the one cup of bad. Yeah, we get it. You don't no, like no. each other. You like each other. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> he goes, oh, no, actually, we got along right away. No, 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 we get it. We get it. <laughs> he wouldn't let him tell the story. They want no part of their backstory. <laughs> and they then hit the strip club on Bourbon Street because boobies. <laughs> I bet you they got free lap dances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love I love Paul Shear though because there's the the lady who is doing the the right? the, the peck bounce where she's just knocking her boobs back and forth. It's and very just, impressive. It is, but he's just throwing <laughs> dollar after dollar while nodding and smiling. How much is that taxpayer's money? Hmm? Hmm? Right. <laughs> it all went to booby bouncing. Oh man! So we cut to Vanessa. All agreed on the booby bouncing. Can you hear that? He's like, yeah, booby bouncing. <laughs> I mean, no one can really disagree with. No, like, it's, everybody I, that's likes not me. That's not for me. But yeah, I enjoyed that booby bouncing. Of course. <laughs> See, I, I, I have said before, I have a theory that all boobs are good. If they're not, if they're not attractive, they're at least funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, because th- there's Mrs. Newsbaum. Right. They're at least funny. <laughs> I, I have said this countless times. I'm like. You know, the, the only outlier is boobs you're related to. Those are the only bad boobs. You don't want to see those boobs. And even sometimes, like, like I, I, I've, I've unfortunately have seen those boobs. <laughs> and when it came to my mother, they were kind of funny because they were two different sizes. Well, see, there you go. <laughs> so there's still humor in it. Yeah. I mean, granted, you could get all philosophical and be like, well, they helped, you know, they helped you as a baby and, you know, brought you. No, because my mother did not breastfeed me. That explains a lot. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, all boobs. Good times. Um, (laughs) We need more boobs, people. Yeah. The world needs the the world just needs boobs and Tom Hanks. That's it. We don't want them together, but we just need that. Particularly (laughs) boobs of the bouncing variety. But we cut to Vanessa sleeping. Jack comes in to check on her and finds her panting and whimpering like a dog in her sleep. He looks under the bed for the box that he put there, and we finally see what was in it. He pulls out a vintage porn magazine with Vanessa on the cover dressed like the devil. He then flips to the middle and sees more photos of her with a guy dressed like a devil poking her in the butt with a pitchfork. So he's just he kind of looks like distressed by this, obviously. Like, oh, why is my wife in this old magazine? Now I we, wish she had this old magazine. Exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, there, there is a bit of that uh, of that in the trivia on like when the what year the magazine came out and how it's the same year that uh, Leslie Bibb was actually born. Um, <laughs> but so we cut to Vanessa later uh, going to the fridge. She pulls out a package of raw meat and sucks the blood from the container. Who doesn't do that? Come on, why is that always uh, weird? 
I mean, you know, it's it's the juice that comes with it. Come on. <laughs> so, so real real quick side note, people. At one point, once bitten was my choice for my birthday pick. Oh man! And there is a scene where he drinks blood from mm-hmm. that one too, and I was like, "Damn, I just I just knew how to pick them this year." I guess there <laughs> is a bunch of like vampire comedies or like, uh, you know, vampire non horror movies where people will do that, where they'll drink the blood from the package. I think my best friend's a vampire does that too. If I'm not mistaken, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure that's in there too. Um, but yeah, Once Bitten was actually a movie that, that Josh and I have discussed possibly covering <laughs> because again, it's, it's, it's a movie I remember liking, but I have a feeling that it's going to come, it's going to have There's, revenge of the nerd syndrome. There is one scene that is very, cause I did rewatch it in October and it's 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 something that I know for a fact now gets edited out when it plays on television gotcha and it, and it makes it seem really weird the next scene because it's like a kind of a crucial point of the movie right it's like, well, mm, there's a certain word tossed around yes see yeah. that's what I was thinking <laughs> I was in my memory I'm going I feel like this is going to have revenge of the nerd syndrome where you know, I'm going to watch it as an adult and be like, oh, oh, God, yeah. there's a lot wrong with this. Because I remembered that being tossed around quite a bit. And I remember a few creepy sexual moments in that movie. So I feel like, you know, I do want to rewatch it. Don't get me wrong. Because, again, as a movie I loved as a kid. I probably shouldn't have been watching it as a kid. But No, I, I definitely <laughs> should have not been watching it as a child either. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember liking it. <laughs> yeah, because so. we were like, ah, look, it's a comedy, it's vampires, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Jim Carrey, funny. Jim Car- we don't know who this white guy is yet, but he's funny. <laughs> and then later, after he was Fire Marshal Bill, we were all like, oh, yeah, the one spitting guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all oh. right, back to, back to drinking blood out of the container. <laughs> real, real, real quick thing about Jim Carrey, though. Do you guys remember Earth Girls Are Easy? Of course I remember Earth Girls Are Easy. That's how he got the job on <laughs> One of one of my favorite moments in that movie is when he has, no 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 when Jim Carrey's character just goes we are MTV scum and he shoves a fish in his mouth and it flops back and forth. <laughs> that is like one of those cinematic moments that is burned forever into my memory. <laughs> but anyway, uh... back to blood drinking. So Jack asks her if she's doing okay, and she tells him that she's going to go back to bed. And he goes, you've been asleep for 36 hours. And she goes, oh, I'm fine. It's just the babies have been kicking and scratching. They've really been, you know, kicking my butt. And he goes, wait, scratching? That that doesn't sound right. I, I think we should call your doctor. She immediately speaks in a demonic growl. <laughs> tells him she's fine. She then returns to normal and reminds him that her sister is coming later to bless the house. She kisses him and Jack is left, you know, looking confused and nervous. Jack tries to call the psychiatrist, and of course he can't get through since he's dead. But I love how we pan to the office and we just see a cleaning lady wiping the blood off the walls while listening to music. I hope she got paid extra. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he hangs up and suddenly the lights go out. So Jack goes down to the basement, or crawl space, uh, to fix the lights. And once he does, bam, we get another Fresnel jump scare. <laughs> Looking for his porn. Yep. Now we get we get this whole back and forth where he asks yeah, about the vintage box of pornography. He goes, I was I was looking after this vintage box of pornography. <laughs> he goes, Now I know what you're thinking, Jack. You don't want Fresnel pleasuring himself in your crawl space, but don't worry, I can assure you that's not what was happening. <laughs> and, 
He goes. Oh. I mean, I mean, does anybody want that? I mean, I yeah, I wouldn't want no. I wouldn't want that for anybody. That's <laughs> like in both directions, though. Too like, if you're a stranger in somebody's house, would you? Really? Never mind. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I'm sure that's somebody's kink, but yeah, that's not mine. No, same, same. <laughs> but um, I like because Jack lies to him, saying that he hasn't seen it. He's like, no, no, I haven't seen it. He goes, oh, okay, okay. And, then, and Jack goes, you know, I think this is a good time to lay down some ground rules about your, you know, coming over to the house. And he changes the subject real quick to Mrs. Nussbaum. And he goes, you know, it's strange how she was all covered in dirt like that. And the cops were asking questions about you. And Jack laughs it off and saying, oh, it was just a misunderstanding. And Fernell goes, oh, oh, so it wasn't like you thought you killed her and were disposing of the evidence by actually burying her alive. And Jack laughs again and goes, what What gave you that very detailed assumption? <laughs> and Fernell just laughs and goes, I see things, Jack. I see things. <laughs> he's like, maybe, you know, he goes, we're friendly right now. Maybe we should keep our situation like that. <laughs> he's going on about like, you don't worry about my comings and goings, and I don't worry about what you're doing. <laughs> and so they, they agree that's for the best. And then Jack asks Fernell about the dog saying like have you seen this big dog around here he goes oh that's a ghost dog <laughs> that dog ain't real because if it was real you'd have big old piles of dog poop dog poop <laughs> dog poop. <laughs> that's clearly a ghost dog <laughs> so he goes maybe it's the devil's minion that has taken out a form of something that no that he knows will scare us but yeah that's a ghost dog and then Fredell reminds jack he goes ghosts don't kill people people kill people Occasionally, you have a person who is under the power of a ghost who will kill somebody, but uh, but ghosts don't kill people. <laughs> Fernell then comments that he needs a po' boy, and we <laughs> smash cut to another close-up eating sequence. <laughs> I really need a fucking po' boy. Like, I know, right? <laughs> but it's like, this one... This they, is, oh, go ahead. I was say, this one, they added that little bit of grossness where Jack yeah. is, like, blowing his nose up close. <laughs> like, ah... What were you gonna say? I was gonna say it's like is is a po' boy just like a hoagie, a grind? Like they're just different, just depending on where you are. <laughs> uh kind of like specifically, usually it's something to do with with seafood. It's usually oh. shrimp, shrimp or catfish, um, like fried, you know. But I, then you have the, the toppings. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a it's a shrimp po' boy. They're good. I don't, I don't need a po' boy. <laughs> you don't you don't you don't like seafood? Uh, I'm not a seafood person. Oh. I don't need a po' boy. <laughs> she's a, she, she a rich boy, not a po' boy. <laughs> so uh, steak, and, steak and sausage hoagie we're talking. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. I got I to gotta, I gotta pause here for a second. Um, right. I have a cat playing with my wire and trying to pull my phone off the, off oh, the shit. desk. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to watch the movie and talk about it at the same time, kitten. You can't do that. <laughs> He's like... No, you must play. Play now. We are about to get to see all of Ricky's Lindholm. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> all of Ricky's Lindholm. Oh, shit. But that night okay. we, we see the dog watching the house again. Inside, Jack goes in the living room and finds a stack of boxes. He moves them and then turns around to find a wall of boxes. He turns to leave and the doorway is blocked with boxes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like son of a bitch and then he pulls one of the boxes out of the doorway and there's Mrs. Nussbaum screaming on the other side <laughs> and Jack is like I'm so sick of being startled 
<laughs> Later, Jack. Startled, electrocuted. He's getting it all. Right? Jack just gets fucked up throughout this whole movie. But later, Jack goes in the bathroom, and we see someone is in the shower. He he asks very quietly, Mrs. Nussbaum? And then he, he hears what he thinks it's Vanessa saying, no, silly, it's me. So he breathes a sigh of relief and decides, fuck it, I'm going to jump in the shower, too. <laughs> He's like, I hope you've left enough hot water for the little monsieur. <laughs> he pulls back the curtain, and surprise, it's not Vanessa, but instead her sister Marjorie. All of her sister, Mar- her yeah, sister Marjorie. Full frontal. Like, so this isn't just a dem titties moment. No, this, this is a dem everything. Exactly. Like uh, I said, all of Ricky's Lindholm. Yeah. Right? God bless. And you know what? That's what you should call it from now on. If it ever happens, you call it all of Ricky's Lindholm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but this entire scene, I didn't write down everything, but the, the whole scene is ridiculous. Because they just sit there having this conversation as Jack had wraps a towel around himself. And she's like, I didn't know you were circumcised, Jack. And he's like, oh, <laughs> really? That didn't come up at Thanksgiving. <laughs> and she gives him a lecture about mutilating little boys' dicks because a, a book tells him so. Because it was his decision. Right. <laughs> and then, then she goes, you have a really nice dick, Jack. And he's like, uh, thank you. Um, so what were we talking about before the nice dick comments? <laughs> And she asks him to, like, rub lotion on her. And he's like, this is highly inappropriate. And she's going on about how she doesn't believe in marriage and how he doesn't own her sister and how it's it's not oh. sexually liberating for women. Oh, we forgot the whole cur- Curly Bear discussion earlier, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Her her boyfriend, Curly Bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he stole, what is it? He stole everything from her. He like, stole everything. Her MacBook Pro, her Subaru her credit Outback, card. her credit yeah. cards, which is amazing because you need, like, credit. Uh <laughs> Her banjo. <laughs> yeah, the, the banjo. Well, she's like, you know, yeah, and I should be thanking him because all of those material possessions were just holding me back. He's like, yeah, banjos will do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because he's like, okay, so I got to go. She's like, you have an erection, Jack. He goes, yeah, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> all still completely naked. All yep. this whole thing. It's like a five minute scene. And then Jack goes to leave, and in comes Fresnel in a towel, and introduces himself to Marjorie. He goes, "Oh, you must be Marjorie. I'm, I'm sorry so... to hear about Curly Bear." He delivers that so perfectly. I laugh so hard every time. I was sorry to hear about Curly Bear, but I love it because they they hug like they're old friends, and she's yeah. just butt naked, dripping in oil. <laughs> oh my! And, and Jack just leaves. He's like, oh, I can't. <laughs> but, I think he's he's over it. Oh my god, that whole sequence is is fucking hilarious. It's it's amazingly awkward for everybody mm-hmm. except Ricky Lindholm. Right. <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, whatever. Like, people well, it, watching it, people watching it are like, this is awkward, right? Like this is really, 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 really awkward. <laughs> and according to the according to the trivia, it was her idea to do it fully nude. See, but, that's not what I remember. All right. I am. I'm going to tell you right now. I remember before this movie got made, Mm -hmm. she was on. I was listening to a podcast and she was on and she was describing the scene in the in the script. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how it was written for her to be fully nude. Oh, and she was nervous about it because there was there was something. Okay, so, um, guys, I'm going to get a little disgusting here um, because something was supposed to show up around that time of the filming. 
something that happens to women every month. Kind oh, of gotcha. <laughs> That's what I I distinctly remember that from a podcast listening that or that I heard her on before this movie was made. So I I think it was written in the script that way. It it probably was because again this is IMDb trivia, but yeah, one yeah. of the first things that says was that it was her idea to go full frontal nude in the shower scene. Uh, when she was introduced, and it goes on to say how she's good friends with basically the two directors, so she was totally cool with it. So I, I don't know if uh, if that that IMDb trivia is correct. Yeah, because <laughs> I I remember listening to it before the movie was made and her bringing that up. She's like, "Yeah, I I don't know how we're gonna film that, like or something <laughs> like that." Well, but see, I you know here here's why I think that maybe. Maybe she, maybe, maybe they were like, there's going to be a nude sequence or or something like that. And she was just like, fuck it. Let's just go fully nude because she, she's nude in a lot of her movies. She, she yeah. shows, she shows, uh, shows the bits off quite a bit. So like, I mean, she's, she's got no fear of that. No, no, yeah, no, she, she, she definitely takes her gear off in several films. So, you know, um, but anyway, we, speaking of her, we smash cut to her blessing the house. Uh, she has in a like, quote-unquote smudge ceremony. Right. <laughs> I've been to those kinds of smudge ceremonies before. <laughs> <laughs> she has a ritual circle of herself, Fernell, Jack, and the cable guy who just came to install the internet. <laughs> <laughs> who is played by Kumail Nanjiani. Yep. Oh, my God. Did you ever see the... I'm sure you guys have seen the celebrity mean tweets thing. Yes. No, where, there's one with him where he reads, he reads a celebrity, and I'm sure I'm paraphrasing here, but they ask him what the color of his dick is, and he goes, every color, or every shade of your mom's lipstick. <laughs> and I fucking <laughs> lost it. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> but, so she spits alcohol on all of them and passes around a peace pipe filled with marijuana. And they proceed to get really fucked up as the ceremony continues. Like, they take one hit, and Fresnel's like, is it just me, or is that some really strong marijuana? <laughs> and next thing you know, he's like, I got Hulk hands. My hands is like the Hulk. I need to go to the hospital. My, I need to go to my other self that's at the hospital right now. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my God. So they finish the ceremony, and there's a sudden earthquake. And I love it because Fresnel goes... Get to a doorway. <laughs> the cable guy goes, no, that's a myth. Stand next to a really big piece of furniture. Which I would think is worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> but then they run outside and there's no earthquake. They're like, huh. They go back inside and there's a, the earthquake. And they're like, it's only inside the house. And so they grab Vanessa. They run outside. She wait, like She was asleep. So she wakes up. She's like, what the hell's going on? They're like, there's, there's an earthquake inside the house. We're just going to wait it out out here. And the cable guy is like, can you sign this? So saying you're happy with my installation, I'm going to go now. <laughs> and they're like, are you okay to drive? And he goes, well, I'm really high. So let's find out. <laughs> and then proceeds to drive to the garbage cans really slowly. Mm-hmm. Well, you forget the, the mail lady shows up and asks about how much they bought the house for. Right. And he's like 320. And she's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, so <laughs> they, they go back inside and find that everything is okay. Jack tells Vanessa that they have to leave the house tonight. And he goes, this is like in the movies when insane shit happens and they still won't leave. 
And Vanessa's like, I like it here, and you're yelling at me. And the two continue to argue. She wants to stay. He wants to get the fuck out. And Fresnel yells across them saying, stop arguing. We're all going to talk this out over one of my famous pizza salads. Cut to the group eating a pizza salad, which is a Domino's pizza cut up and thrown into a Domino's salad. <laughs> Do you think Domino's was... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> I just took a drink and it went down the wrong way. Uh, do you think Domino's was a, uh, you know, a sponsor of this movie or, you know, oh, product yeah. placement? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but they don't even show a Domino's box. So I feel like that would have been product placement. I almost feel like they just wanted to pick a cheap pizzeria. <laughs> They're like, oh, for no now, we'll order from them. No local place would let them, like, <laughs> right. use their name. Like, unlike the, <laughs> unlike the Pobo, Pobo, Poboy place. Right. <laughs> But they continue to argue that something is wrong with the house. Vanessa insists that everything is okay while Jack is hellbent on getting out tonight. Suddenly, there's a knock at the door. Oh, I'm sorry. Prior to that, though, he goes, I think whatever your sister did woke up something big in the house. And she's like, oh, thank you. He's like, that's not a compliment. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a knock at the door. So Jack goes to answer and finds the cops. They tell him they have some questions for Vanessa. They go inside, and the cops show them photos of the gutted and crucified psychiatrist. We now get a minute-long sequence of everyone puking up their pizza salad. <laughs> the movie is not for emetophobes. <laughs> no. <laughs> and this, but again, this is something that they do really well in this film, where it's like, we're going to linger on a joke far too long. Like, to the point of it being uncomfortable. Until it gets funny again. <laughs> right. Right. It's like it's it's like a master class in how to do that because they do it like six times in this movie. But after everyone's done puking, the cops continue to question them, saying, according to, to the doctor's records, Vanessa was the last person to see him alive. And I love Marjorie. She goes, he wrote down when he died. That's pretty <laughs> weird, isn't it? And the, the cops response is even better. He goes, me, 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 me. Fuck you. <laughs> Oh my god, I laughed so damn hard. It's like what the fuck? But he goes, it was she was his last appointment, stupid. Like, <laughs> oh my god. So they oh. continue, continue questioning Jack and Vanessa. And and you know, they're like, we didn't see anything unusual, which is apparently enough for the cops because their entire demeanor changes and they're like, all right, cool, that's all we needed. Bye. <laughs> They're not the these were not the brightest. Uh, oh no, they're the, they're officers. probably the best. The probably the best on the force. Those two. <laughs> I tell you right I now. I mean, I mean, it's probably true, but <laughs> right. That's not that's not setting the bar too high. No. <laughs> oh man. So they go outside and we see Father Sebastian and Padrigo waiting by the cop car. The priests explain that while the cops were in there questioning, they did a sweep of the house and they feel that something evil is there. They show the cops vintage porno. <laughs> The vintage porno bag saying, does Vanessa look anything like the woman on this magazine? And they're like, yeah, yeah, she looks exactly like that. They then show photos of the devil dog they took in the house three minutes ago. And the the one (laughs) cop's like, wait, how did you print him so fast? And Sebastian pulls out the tiny printer, which leads to a very long joke about how it is the one endorsed by Ashton Kukaner. (laughs) Kushner, Kukaner, how you say? Kushner. 
And they're like, oh, I like his movies. Oh, I love the movies that he's... And then the whole thing we did earlier. Mm. Oh, my God. But the priests get back on track and explain that with the crucifixion, the devil dog, you know, or the crucifixion and the devil dog, they think all of this is connected and maybe a case of demonic possession. The cops wave it off saying, you know, the people are really nice. And besides, Vanessa is like mega prego. So it couldn't be them. Then the priests look worried. They're like, how prego is she? <laughs> like, oh, she's about to drop any minute. And they're like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> the, the one cop just, or the one priest just goes, jeepers. <laughs> Which I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. But just the word jeepers as an exclamation is very funny. But the cops assure them that if Jack and Vanessa are tied to things, they'll eventually slip up. And when they do, that's when they'll get caught. Suddenly a crow crashes through the windshield of the cop car. It is a harpy. Because <laughs> the priests look at it and they're like, oh, like the cops are like, oh, it's just a crow. Like, as if that's okay. <laughs> and the, the priests are like, no, it is a harpy. And they show there's a pentagram on its flesh. He goes, it is a harbinger of evil. This was hell sending a message that things are about to get very, very bad. <laughs> Just that a car comes flying around the corner, veering out of control, looking like it's going to hit them. But it slows to a halt and taps the police car. The driver leans out. We see that it's the guy from the rental place. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. There was a bumblebee in the car and I lost control. We see a bandage over his now broken nose. He looks at Father Pedrigo and goes, oh, fuck. It takes off. <laughs> and the cops go, well, what should we do now? And the priests go, now we wait. So this is where Act 2 ends. What do you guys think? What am I thinking? What am I thinking? You're missing the whole montage of them waiting, by the way. Oh, no, that's 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 the start of Act 3. Oh, okay. That's where Act um, 3 begins. What am I thinking, guys? I chose the movie. I fucking love it. Come on. <laughs> no criticisms at all. No huh? criticism whatsoever. It's all fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's all people I fucking love. All right? That's all I'm going to say. I will say I, Act 2 is my favorite part of the movie. I think the, I think the the jokes in this whole section land perfect. Like the third one, the third act definitely has a lot of funny shit too, but it also has some really silly shit. It, but, it goes a little quick. The third, yeah, act, I think, yeah, and and it's like there's so much going on that some of the jokes kind of get lost in the shuffle. But the second act, the the between the pacing and and the the delivery, I love all the jokes in the second act. There is something that happens in the third act, and I I know Mike, you you're gonna you're gonna agree with me when it comes up, but I'll I'll mention it when it comes up. Alrighty. <laughs> you're gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so Act Three kicks off with the montage that you were talking about of the the priests waiting. So we see the priests photocopying the harpy. Can we... you fax a harpy? Can you? <laughs> I mean, you can fax a photocopy, I guess. <laughs> We, uh, we cut to the Vatican where an altar boy is running the photos to the cardinal. The cardinal is then writing a letter and sealing it. We see the priests working out again while smoking, this time with a medicine ball. We see Fresnel and Marjorie doing yoga. The cops and the priests eating a po' boy again, because comedy rule of threes. <laughs> the evil dog guarding the house. The priests at a strip club yet again. The altar boy running the cardinal's letter to the Pope, and finally the Pope authorizing the priest's request to act on what they found. Cut to Jack and Vanessa's at, at night. 
Jack, Marjorie, and Fresnel go into the bedroom looking for for Vanessa, but she's seemingly not there. Suddenly, Jack is yanked under the bed, screaming. Vanessa rises up into the air on the other side of the bed, speaking in Latin, saying, "He is coming. Prepare." It is a very impressive Evil Dead like possession. Oh yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> the group scream and run out of the room as Vanessa laughs and screams demonically. Marjorie says, "We need a doctor." And then we get a dramatic close-up on Jack going, no, we need a priest. (laughs) And then we smash cut to the priests and the cop running up to the house. And I love this little joke. that Again, it goes on just a little too long. This is what I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh, my God. Every smoker has done this. Yes. Where you need to put it out, but you're like, no, no, no. No, hold on. I got to finish it. I got to finish it. (laughs) Couple more puffs. Couple more puffs. I have done this. I know every oh. other smoker who has done. I mean, I don't oh. smoke anymore, but every no, smoker has done that. Oh yeah, <laughs> back back when I was absolutely. And that's executed brilliantly, by and the it, way. They <laughs> oh yeah, and again, it's like it goes on just a beat too long to make it do that uncomfortable moment, but then it gets really funny. It's, so, it has a moment for me where I feel like they're about to light another one and do it again, real quick. Right. right. <laughs> Oh, my God. So they go inside. They assure Jack and the others that everything will be okay, and they head into the bedroom. Now, I got a question here. I don't know if either of you can answer this. I tried to look it up. I didn't find anything. Because Jack goes, who are you guys? And he goes, we are Team 4. What is Team 4? Does anybody? I, I don't know. I, 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 I assumed I was hearing it wrong. No, no I, I made sure I had the subtitles on. They say Team 4. I looked it up, and I'm like, Okay, there's a lot of stuff like there's uh, team fo- team four like in the navy. There's you know a team four cha- like weather group. There's like all these different team fours that are just random groups of people. But I'm like, is that is that the joke or was it something specific to their comedy groups? I don't know. Um, I don't know anything about though no, uh, because I don't think it was anything to do with the state. Or or any of the other comedy groups that I would know any of them from. Um, yeah, because I I'm even looking it up right now. I don't see any like it's brought me to something for Dragon Ball Z for some reason. Yeah. Um, I could Dragon Ball Z. No, I didn't. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that one. Um, yeah. But no, I I couldn't find anything. So I was just wondering if maybe you guys knew because I sure as hell didn't. No, because I mean no, I'm, I, now, I'm now even thinking I'm like gee I just recently watched rewatched all of the state. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's nothing there. And I'm thinking nothing with Garfunkel and Oates. Uh, Cordry's part of a group called the Naked Babies. It's nothing there. And then I'm like, nothing on Key and Peele, but Key and Peele wasn't even a thing yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, so yeah, I, 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 I don't know any of it. Yeah. Then it's just, okay. Strange. strange. Yeah. It's, it's got to be like an in-joke or something. Because I was, oh yeah, and Human Giant's the other one. And I don't think of anything about Human Giant. I don't remember that one very well, though. Yeah. But um, so or or Children's Hospital for that matter, like you I don't know, I ne- anything about that either. I never watched all of Children's Hospital. Oh, watched, you should. I watched a good <laughs> chunk of it, and then it was one of those things where it was like, I this is I mean we're we're dating ourselves here, but I you know I used to DVR it, and then like it was one of those things where I we got rid of the DVR, and I kept forgetting to go back and watch the reruns because I was never around when it was airing originally, um because I usually had to work, but. 
I, I, I do need to go back now that it's on streaming. I was trying to find it, and I don't think it is streaming anywhere right now. It's not streaming on HBO? I thought they had I, all the adults. And stuff. No, they didn't. Hulu had it for a while, and then all of a sudden just went away, and then... Uh, I went and looked because I was that I wanted to rewatch it recently as well, and I couldn't find it. It wasn't on HBO Max. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, no, you can find the somewhat sequel they made called Medical Police on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit. That's. I hope it comes to streaming on HBO then, because I would like to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, and finish it, I should say. Rewatch what I've seen and then finish the series. We just want to watch it for Henry Winkler. That's it. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but so. The priests come in, they tie Vanessa to the bed and begin praying over her as she freaks out and taunts them in a demonic voice. This is very much like the exorcist. Like she's mimicking the voice of the priest who is impaled on the umbrella. <laughs> it's like, why did you let me get impaled on the umbrella? And she like pukes up a little bit of green vomit. So it's like, oh yeah, they're just mimicking the exorcist here. Um, she then starts going into labor and has one of the babies. It's a healthy baby boy, but she's not done yet. She starts yelling that something is wrong and how it hurts and something is biting her. Suddenly a demon baby comes flying out and attacks Jack. He tries to fight the demon baby off, but it keeps attacking him. Eventually he throws it off of him and we get this wonderfully ridiculous scene where the hell baby crawls all around the room hiding. And all we get to see is the umbilical cord trailing behind it. Now, for anyone that watched the movies that we covered in January of Little Monster Movies... This is a trope that is in every single fucking little monster movie where it's like you hear the scurrying and the person looks, but you don't see it. And then it scurries around the room. They look, but they don't see it. It's like that is the cheapest effect. And it is in every one of those movies. So I was laughing my ass off when they were doing that. I was like, holy shit, that's so perfect. But eventually the hell baby crawls into the next room, which is pitch black. Fresnel goes in to get the baby. He screams bloody murder. And he's like, I stubbed my toe and boy, is it smart. <laughs> and Jack goes, oh yeah, I did that in there the other day. I know that really hurts. <laughs> he tells him, he's like, I'm coming out with the devil baby. And he's happily rocking it, trying to keep it calm. But the devil baby decides to bite the hell out of him. And he throws it screaming, fuck this. The next this next sequence, oh my god. I had to oh, rewind so many times. I, my feeling is, is you're tossing the other baby around, too, in the middle. <laughs> They're playing hot potato with the two babies. Baby's, <laughs> baby's gonna snap its neck, man. Right. <laughs> it's got no <laughs> muscles. So a lot of this was improv. Like, a lot of what they were doing as they were doing this hot potato scene. And every time, if you watch, every time Padrigo gets the devil baby... He punches it in the head once or twice every single time before tossing it to the next person. And I kept fucking laughing every time he did it. Eventually, Rod yells, I got a shot. And the others are like, no, don't do it. It's too dangerous. And Mickey goes, he's a great shot. I trust him. Take it. <laughs> and the others are like, but be careful. And he goes, being careful, don't kill devil babies. <laughs> and he fires several shots, which all hit Mickey. <laughs> and Mickey falls over like, oh, damn it. You know what? Everyone in this room is a stormtrooper. I'm sorry. Everyone <laughs> in this room is a stormtrooper. Oh, my God. <laughs> the baby rushes Vanessa and she tries to fight it off. It cries and suddenly she sees it as her baby. The priest swore to the like, do not fall for its crocodile tears. 
And then the hell baby tries to strangle her with the umbilical cord until Marjorie rips it off of her. Fernell tells Jack, maybe we shouldn't let your good baby watch all of us murder <laughs> your devil baby. It may, think, it may have been oh like that just taking that off like there right. is off to the side like oh all this action's going on you know maybe it's not a good idea <laughs> <laughs> it may have a lasting impression on your good baby <laughs> jack agrees and tells fernell to get the baby out of the room <laughs> he, he grabs the baby and then before he does he stops and confesses his love for marjorie telling her he wants to spend the rest of his life with her so she needs to stay alive and she goes the spirits will protect me and immediately gets her throat bitten out by the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So Fresnel runs out of the room and we now get another ridiculous scene of the priest just punching the hell out of the devil baby and trying to stab it with a cross dagger, which leads to both priests accidentally getting stabbed. So Padrigo accidentally stabs his own hand and then stabs Sebastian's foot. And the baby jumps on Padrigo and bites his throat out, causing a geyser of blood. Padrigo tells Sebastian, I'm not going to make it. And Sebastian pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head. And Padrigo goes, I meant I'm not going to make it. Call an ambulance. <laughs> and he dies. Why'd you put the pause in the post <laughs> Why would you pause? <laughs> oh, my God. So Rod then begins beating the devil baby with his still loaded gun, which goes off and he shoots himself in the head. (laughs) So he falls over dead. Jack gets a hold of the devil baby and begins choking it, telling the others he has an idea and throws the baby to Vanessa. He runs out of the room, comes back in with the lamp that kept electrocuting him. Vanessa throws the baby into the bassinet and Jack leaps over the bed and stabs it with the faulty lamp which electrocutes the baby until it catches fire. And explodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a little mini Death Star. It was boom. He then calmly picks up the fire extinguisher and slowly puts the baby out. I, I love the, the spray, then the pause, and then the spray again. <laughs> I totally forgot that that fire extinguisher was already in the room from earlier. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, how convenient. Let's just keep a fire signature next to the baby crib. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, even if we didn't see it earlier in the movie, that would have been a funny joke in and of yeah. itself. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we know what's about to happen. So we're going to put this fire. Like, like they told him, hey, when the scene's done, just put the fire out. And we're just right. going to film it. <laughs> oh, my God. So we cut to the survivors all standing outside. And I I love this bit with Father Sebastian. He's literally hucking corpses (laughs) two at a time into the the coroner's fan. I was like, Jesus, these priests are jacked. Oh, man. And of course, he's smoking while doing so. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they weren't smoking in in the room. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So we get our little wrap up here where they apologize to Sebastian for everything, you know, and he's like, it's okay. It's okay. They're like, no, but your best friend, he died. He's like, it's okay. But really your best friend died. And he's like, I know it's okay. He goes, he, he would have preferred to go out fighting the devil rather than, you know, on the golf course or something. They're like, Oh my God, that's beautiful. (laughs) 
And Vanessa comments on how she was possessed by the devil. She's like, oh my God, I was possessed by the devil. Jack's like, yeah, you were a real bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Which again, cracked me the fuck up. Oh my God. This is where Fresnel comments. You know, all this craziness started when white people moved into the neighborhood. Like we were already at a seven and then you guys got here and it it just got bad. (laughs) Jack asked Vanessa about the picture of her in the porno mag. He's like, you know, I just, I, I, I gotta know what, what is up with you in that magazine? And she goes, my mother did porn for a while in the seventies. You knew that. And he's like, oh, you're right. I did. I did know that. <laughs> and she looks at the priest. She's like, it was just to make ends meet for a little time while she was in college. <laughs> <laughs> we see Mrs. Nussbaum ride by happily on a bicycle, <laughs> still naked, of course. You missed you, uh, the dog shows up too. I was gonna say that that's coming up. So the, the then the dog comes running over. And they're that you know runs over all happily to the priest. And they're like, oh, it's not a ghost dog. Look, look, he's he just wants love, and he starts licking the blood off the priest's face. And they're like, he's licking your sister's blood off. And they're like, no, no, get out of here. That's bad. That's bad. Uh. Then Vanessa decides she asks the priest what his name is. You know, he tells her. And she decides to name the baby Sebastian Fernell Watson. <laughs> Much to the displeasure of Jack. He's like, we will put those names at the top of the list. She's like, no, no, there's no list. He's like, no, actually there is. There's like a whole book, a whole list. <laughs> and Fernell's like, that's the nicest thing any white person's ever done for me. <laughs> and so Father Sebastian tells him he has to go to bury his friend and return the rental car. And Fernell's like, yeah, you don't want to be late doing that. No, you need to return that. <laughs> So Fernell tells Jack and Vanessa, he goes, I thought I wasn't going to make it. And he's backing out into the street and you think something's going to happen. You know, he gets, he's backing out. So he's like, I didn't think I was going to make it through all this. And then he looks that he goes, Oh, and he looks down. There's a giant pile of dog shit in the street. He's like, dog poop. I almost stepped in it. It's dog poop. (laughs) And then he gets hit by a car. (laughs) Driven, driven by the guy. Yep. The rental (laughs) car guy. And he goes, Oh no, did I just hit your friend? Boom, credits. Like, <laughs> the second time they do that hard cut. So credits oh. the end. <laughs> oh. Oh. Guys, let's watch it again. I know, right? It's like, <laughs> I, I watched it twice for this, and both times I was laughing my ass off. Like, this movie does not get nearly enough credit for how fucking funny it is. Like, if you haven't seen this and you like Honestly, if you just like comedies, but if you especially like comedy horror, you need to watch it. It's funny as hell. You're so. welcome, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, You're no, this, welcome. Wait till this... I figure out what I'm going to pick next year. <laughs> <laughs> I say this was definitely a solid pick because it, it is one of those ones that the only way it was going to get on our list is if we did do the, the month of all comedy, comedy. horror. Because, um, I mean, like, yeah, if we do... We, we, we've talked about doing like a, another month of like, um, you know, the, the sat- satanic horror. So stuff like Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it would fit in that milieu, but it wouldn't it definitely wouldn't get enough of the votes because people would be jumping all over Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist. I can guarantee you I would have been the only person voting for this on any list. I'm it, sorry. It, it might have been like you and Omay. <laughs> I could see Mike voting for this. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's definitely a solid pick. I I really really dug it. Um, what about you guys? Like, what any final thoughts on this? Before this we get to you? it's it's just hilarious. It's a great movie. 
Final Gone. thoughts. Final thoughts. No, guys, we got another hour of discussion. <laughs> we got to keep talking, guys. I'm sorry. We got to talk about everything we just missed while talking about the movie. All of you, the little, the little uh, jokes. You yeah. can do that at your own convenience. <laughs> just leave this recording, guys. Just come back. All right. <laughs> There, there's definitely um, there's definitely been some times with uh, raised by rentals where Josh has had to like go take care of something and I'm just kind of sitting there talking <laughs> like like I know he has to edit it out and I'm like well he's gonna edit anyway so blah 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 yeah I'll just keep talking I'm just gonna talk random shit my, my name is Mike look at me I got a I got a three podcasts look at me <laughs> well actually omay has done that at least once uh when i had to like get up and take care of something where i came back and he was just talking <laughs> just to be like this is fun times for the patreons <laughs> oh man but yeah i think i think we all agree you know this is definitely a movie you need to watch if you haven't seen it um there's not a whole hell of a lot of trivia. And like we, we discussed the Ricky Lindholm, all of Ricky's, Ricky's Lindholm. All of um, Ricky's Lindholm. And I'm telling yeah. you from now on, that's how you're going to refer to fully naked people. Yeah. <laughs> but as we discussed, there's the, the question of like, is the trivia correct on this? It probably isn't. So apparently both, both directors had complete creative freedom and wanted the movie to be pointless. <laughs> The film has a very small budget, and the cast mainly did their roles with little to no pay. So it was all their friends. Yeah. You know. Um, and like I said, the, the, the last couple of minutes of the film was pretty much improvised. Uh, the, the two cops, uh, Rob Hubble or Hubel, he said. Hubel. Hubel and Paul Shear, uh, wear name tags with each other's uh, real-life la real last name on it. So um, so the... Uh, Hubel has Shear and, and Shear has Hubel on their name tags. And so. And then, I yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I didn't either. And then I went back. I was like, oh, look at that. So and then the uh, the was it the we magazine or Oi, however you say that. The we. O U I. We? It's we. we. I don't speak like, English. Like, the we. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It's um, oh, my God. What is. Oh, yeah, it's, it's we. It's we. Oh. It's yes. It's French for yes. Ah, OK. Yes. <laughs> But the date on it is 1974, which is the actual year that Leslie Bibb was born. So. I thought it was 1972. Mm, it says 74 no, I, in the trivia. No, I think I saw 74. I don't, for some reason, I looked at the magazine. You're right, you're right. You're right. August 1974. I just went back real quick. Yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's, like I said, there's not a lot of trivia on it, but definitely worth watching. Oop. What was that? That was him digging out his copy of Wii. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> no, that was me. I accidentally hit the uh, mic. Ah, no worries. I was just like, whoa, what's happening with the connection? I thought my mic was gone. But um, so, yeah, so definitely check it out if you guys haven't. But I think we're going to get into the closing uh, thing here with uh, our social media. So if you guys aren't following us, check us out on uh, Facebook and Instagram, The Boogeyman's Closet. And Maurice handles our Twitter. What is that good, sir? At Boogeyman's The... Thank you very much. Uh, we also have a Patreon, as mentioned in every episode. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes, and the higher tiers will get you stuff in the mail and birthday picks. What? Like That's crazy. Like, I should totally do that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wait, I do. That's how we got this episode. Indeed. 
And uh, we also are part of the Rad Pantheon Network. If you guys like this podcast, chances are you're going to like some of the other podcasts on the network. So check out radpantheon.com and Rad Pantheon on all the socials for other podcasts like this, as well as artists and musicians just doing rad stuff. And me. Yeah, well, you know, you fall under the category. So And me. It's funnier. (laughs) But yes, this is uh, because of Dawn's birthday. So happy birthday, Dawn. Happy birthday. 44 years old, Tw- whatever. What are you, 21? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm 21 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's been a rough 21 years. <laughs> now you're sounding like Edward Furlong. Yeah. Yeah, did you see my movie Brain Scan? Uh, did Come you watch on, it? Yeah, I'm the crow. <laughs> I'm the crow, and I play I, a haggard 15 year old in every uh, movie. I uh, I was in Pet Cemetery too, <laughs> which is actually really good. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good movie actually. Clancy Brown Speaking kills of... Clancy Brown kills somebody with a motorcycle re- wheel. Yeah. Speaking oh, of pets, the only part it's the only part I remember from the movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Were you gonna say, Maurice? Speaking of Pet Cemetery, Nickel City Con is getting engaged. I saw that. Yeah, Nico Hughes will be there. <laughs> Miko Hughes. Yeah. I was say, that's, that's an interesting addition to can, the lineup. You guys can all ask him about the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, playground that he has in his back. His oh, I already know all about that from watching <laughs> the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street documentary, Never Sleep Again. Or the one or the one TikTok <laughs> that he the made. One, the one TikTok. The one TikTok that he made because somebody's like, why would I buy, you know, why would he buy that? He's like, I didn't buy it. And then he's actually out there playing on it. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you be playing on? I would. I know, right? If I had that in my backyard, shit. I mean, it looks very run down now. Yeah. But, But, oh, I mean, it's it's also like several decades old. Yeah, it's like 30 years old now. I mean, I look run down. I mean, (laughs) you Mike still wants to play on me, so. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Just my type. <laughs> All the rundown? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like them like Mrs. Nussbaum. <laughs> With old lady Bush? Oh, wow, yeah. that, that's a, that says a lot, Maurice. You wow. gotta have that, that wiry Bush. Wow. <laughs> but speaking well, at least, of... At least Mrs. Nussbaum knows how to ride a bike. So you're, you guys are good. You got this some exercise. True. But speaking of very hairy things, <laughs> for, <laughs> for those of you that want to watch our next episode before we cover it, it's going to be 174 Werewolves Within. Okay. So. <laughs> I'll watch it, I guess. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Now, I... when you say very hairy things, uh, like, is Mrs. <laughs> Newsbaum going to show up again? She uh, might. Hey, I, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to ruin anything. but uh but yeah so we will be covering that next week but um and and you know what maybe i'm gonna show back up at some point people you never know yeah there's gonna be uh there's there's gonna be some uh some other entries yeah up this month Uh, well coming coming soon coming very soon (laughs) so so that won't be as fun or they may yeah well (laughs) I think there's plenty of things to joke about in that one. Yeah. Um, especially with some of the design choices they made. <laughs> there's there's certain things that can be said about access ports, let's just say. Um, <laughs> but, 
Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm saving it for the podcast. I'm saving I'll, I'll it for the listeners podcast. to wonder what the fuck I mean by that. I'm saving it for the podcast. I'm saving, don't mention about sticking your dick in it. Don't mention about <laughs> sticking your dick in it. Exactly. But with, with that cryptic, disturbing message, I think we're going to wrap this one up. So as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, guys. Let's go get a po' boy. Let's go Woo-hoo. for it. Po' boy. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at the Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Thank you.